listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Good morning. Good morning. Zach made us some delicious coffee this morning. It's a beautiful day. I'm not that into mine. Why? I, I fall for this all the time. I don't think I like almond milk in coffee. Oh, well, here's the thing. I asked him not to put almond milk in mine, so mine is really good. You yeah, know, I don't it's like... It's good. It's just not my favorite, and I don't know why I, I can't seem to remember that. To me, almond milk is good in black coffee, but... I mean, sorry, iced coffee, but mm. not in hot coffee. I can see that. I love almond milk, like with cereal. Love almond milk, It's too. great. Yeah. But not doing it for me. Hmm. Well, that is not related to this week's topic. This, that's not what the show's about? It's not about whether almond Ooh. milk is good in coffee or not. Sorry. But, um, but I do have, I, I think is going to be a fun topic for you. It's some, something slash someone I'm excited to learn about um, because I don't really know that much about this person. So, Zach, this, is, this will be the last Monday in February. And do you know what February is? Black History Month? Yes, it's Black History Month. And I realize that we've been ignoring Black History Month thus far. Um, How many episodes have we released? I think there's only been, well, there might have been three. Anyway, we... If this is the last one, then yeah, there must have been yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, oh, dang, we got to catch up. So I thought, you know... There's a lot of people we, we learn about Black History Month, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, all these things. But um, I tried to think outside the box a tiny bit and think of someone who is a really fun, positive figure who I personally would like to learn mar- more about. And I thought, you know, I don't really know the story of Jackie Robinson. Oh, cool. And I thought that that would be, I mean, it's not like it's not out there, obviously, but I thought it would be a fun topic because someone like me, I think just because I'm not that into sports, I've never been, I've never really gotten into his story. You know, obviously there's been movies, there's been everything about him, but um, I don't gravitate towards them. And I know that he had, obviously I know that he has a really fascinating story and I think he's a really great um, uplifting figure to to kind of learn about and celebrate. I agree. I think this will be a great episode. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm you excited like too. baseball, right? Yeah. Everyone likes baseball. America's game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you ready to get to it? Yes. I'm Is the coffee it. kicking in? Uh, a little bit. Okay. I might have to refill. All right. We'll do a refill. Sands almond milk. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. out there isn't it yeah it is it is honestly a very windy day so apologies if you guys are like what are these crazy noises in the background we can't control the wind if you hear tree branches snapping or windows exploding just yeah. ignore it yeah we and will if do. we're still talking that means we're still alive and everything's and, uh, great everything's okay mm-hmm. all right all right jackie robinson jackie robinson how'd it go it was awesome sorry i gotta flip back to my First page of notes here. Okay, here we are. First page. Beautiful. 
Did you know that Jackie Robinson's name is Jack Roosevelt Robinson? No. That's cute. Wait, yeah, his first name is Jack? Yeah. That's cool. I always think it's funny that Jack is a name for John. And I'm I know, always it's weird. like, why not just name someone Jack? It's a great name. And yeah. I'm glad that they did. They did. Uh, his parents named him Jack. Perfect. Uh, he was born in 1919 in Georgia. Nice. But the very next year, he moved, he and his family moved to Pasadena, California. Oh, no way. Yeah, where he grew up and eventually attended Pasadena Junior College, which is now Pasadena City College, which is still there and really cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, and then he went from there to UCLA. To so UCLA, great. He, uh, he he did exactly what you're supposed to do to junior college, which is go there, excel, oh, and move on to a major school. I see what you mean. Great, great. Uh, he was, okay, so obviously Jackie Robinson, and maybe we haven't said this yet, was the first black player in the MLB. Yes, he, which is Major League Baseball. <laughs> yes, first professional African-American uh, baseball player. He, in, in America... Uh, he was an incredible athlete, mm-hmm. like insane. Really? So in 1938 at Pasadena Junior College, he batted 417, which is a ridiculous batting average. Wow. He still holds that school's record for the longest run from scrimmage in football. He ran it 99 yards from oh the one yard line uh, at UCLA. Wait, that's the whole field. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> at UCLA. In back-to-back years on their football team, he mm-hmm. led the nation in punt return average. Wow. He was the West Coast Conference MVP in basketball. He was the Pacific <laughs> Coast Conference and NCAA champion in the long jump. He jumped what? 25 feet. How could he even do all these sports? Don't they overlap? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> it, it is crazy. And yes, they do overlap. Like, in certain years, he missed track because he was playing baseball it's it's insane that's so he was he was an incredible athlete uh as you can see from all of the amazing feats i just read off Mm -hmm. so he he's at ucla and he drops out of ucla just for like family obligations like Mm -hmm. he he uh he needs to you know make some money help his family out Mm -hmm. and when he leaves ucla he gets the opportunity, and I don't know if this is why he left UCLA. I don't think so, but it could be. He gets the opportunity to play on a semi-pro football team in Hawaii. What? Which, remember, Hawaii is not even part of the United States at this point. This is I 1941, I believe. Wow. Uh, so he goes to Hawaii, uh-huh. starts playing on this this uh, semi-pro football team called the Honolulu Bears. Cool. And he was there only a, a couple of weeks. I think he got there in September. Their first exhibition game was held at Pearl Harbor. What? Yeah. And then he was there for like a, a few months and then left Hawaii to go back to the U.S. on December 5th, what? 1941, which is two days before the attack on Pearl Harbor. Thus, you know, he he had ended his stint with the Honolulu Bears, was coming back to the U.S. two days later, like literally as he's crossing the Pacific from Hawaii to the U.S. is like when the U.S. declares war on Japan. And when he gets back to the U.S., I don't know if it's immediately, but when he gets back to the U.S., he joins the army. 
Whoa. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, what I know. What a crazy story. It's really crazy. And what's what's crazier is that this isn't even really highlighted in yeah. his story. This came like after the fact when I was like really buzzing through this and like after the fact saw a mention of Hawaii and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me look up what happened in Hawaii. And yeah. then like this whole story unfolds. It's insane. That is insane. Wow. Yeah. So he, he goes to the army um, he, in 1942. He starts like moving up in, in the ranks a little bit. He's He's just doing like training he didn't go overseas or anything but Uh he's like moving up in ranks until 1944 when he found himself in a bit of hot water after refusing to sit in the back of a military bus oh good for him and this is in 44 Mm -hmm. 11 years before rosa parks famously refused to sit in the back of a bus um so he got in trouble for that uh he got like the court martial, which is like uh-huh. charges against you in the military, okay. but those charges were eventually the case was thrown out, mm-hmm. and he was given an honorable discharge. And I think nineteen forty four, forty five. Okay. Uh, and once he's out of the army, he gets the opportunity because remember he like he's an incredible athlete mm-hmm. like nationally ranked yeah. if not a champion in right. all four of the sports he's competing in <laughs> all so four. after he's out of the army he gets the opportunity to play baseball in the negro leagues which is uh-huh. the highest level of baseball that an african-american could play at that time okay so he starts and what were the, those are just like totally separate leagues kind of like like the minors now but like just it's separately you weren't gonna like move on up to the yeah it, i wouldn't even call it the minors it was just its own separate league oh. it was it was that's so insane yeah <laughs> and what it, this is the late 1940s uh yeah mid 40s so this is not long ago when we were like we need to have a whole separate league for black people yeah all right uh, great. so he moves from from California to Kansas City to play for the Kansas City Monarchs. Cool. Monarchs like kings or monarchs like butterflies? I think the butterfly. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming king because Kansas City is now the royals. Oh, interesting. So they must okay. have just switched over from yeah. monarchs to royal, Maybe royals at because some point everyone's like, was... these butterflies are really killing our vibe. <laughs> Everyone keeps showing up with painted wings to yeah. our games. Uh, they're in... Uh, in Kansas City, he's a standout player, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, and while he's there, he's scouted by a man named Branch Ricky. Branch? Branch Ricky. That's the name of one of the trolls in the Trolls movie. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, so this guy, Branch, he's he's interesting. He is the president. He's a white guy, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. He's the president and the general manager of the Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, cool. And he was definitely an eccentric guy for the time. Uh, he very much wanted to integrate baseball mm-hmm. in a time where... Obviously, not yeah. a lot of other people had interest in doing it because it wasn't integrated. Yeah, uh, he he knew that it would take the right player to do it, though. Oh, you know, wow. I mean, like as crude as it sounds, the it, so much so much of the success of integrating the league, if you if you can put yourself in you know that time period, would have to do with how the public would react to mm-hmm. the player that you put in there. Yeah, so it's like it. I mean, again, it's like. 
doesn't it's not doesn't sound right at all but it's like well you kind of need that the most likable person you can yeah. if this is going to work right so and also you need a special person who can handle that kind of pressure and, yeah even more know? importantly which yeah. brings me to my next point uh which is he really wanted to make sure that Jackie Robinson could yeah face that so he contacts Robinson and and you know tell like starts to talk to him like get to know him a bit tell him what he's interested in doing and in one of their meetings <laughs> one of his ways to assess how well he Robinson would stand up for this he just like berated him with insults but like i really? think like i don't think he was he he wasn't like um he wasn't making Robinson think that he was really he insulting. Was saying, he was this like, is the "Okay, kind of stuff you're gonna I'm about hear. to like yeah. just hurl terrible things at you, and you gotta be able to control it." Wow. You know, like yeah, and like he's, he just went on a, what was probably a profanity laced yeah. tirade against him, saying lots of words that I'm sure would have him fired from yeah. his job immediately right, today. Right. Um, <laughs> Just to you know, make sure that like like you got to be ready to hear this stuff. Yeah. This will, these words are going to be thrown your way, and you can't lose your cool. Yeah, and like, and he how didn't. Sad, but also yeah. I guess a smart you know. Yeah. Good to good to let him know. You and I'm sure he knew. Like he knows this is what's going to happen. But that's it, just yeah. Crazy. It, it yeah. It's it was probably beneficial for for the both of them. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it was obviously like. That guy, Brantrick, he was doing what he thought was a good training yeah. exercise, so he wasn't so Robinson yeah. wouldn't be shocked if and when he heard those words. Right. And Robinson, it probably, I mean, unfortunately, I'm sure there are words that he's heard before that, yeah. in his life, but like it probably, I don't know. I, I could see how that would make, I could see how that would like, uh, earn the trust of the guy doing that too to be like oh like i don't know it just seems like that guy was trying to to do his best to like ease the transition mm-hmm. and this is a horrible tactic or yeah. at least like a very harsh one but uh i think this guy's heart was really in the right place i guess yeah, is what i'm trying to say the, like the branch ricky guy like also it's like sad to think but the idea that i mean like you said, I'm sure it wasn't the first time he had heard that. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't really even need that because he was probably like, dude, this is my life. Yeah. Like, I'm a black man in 1940s America. Like, this is, I'm I'm familiar with this situation, which is unfortunate, but probably the reality. Yeah, probably. Um, but, of course, Robinson was, you know, stone-faced and able to just mm-hmm. take all of that and, and not react. Uh so, Ricky mm-hmm. signed him to the Montreal Royals, which okay. was a farm team to the Brooklyn Dodgers. So that's is that like a minor league or yes? Okay. And, and from what I understand, Branch Ricky is the kind of the um, pioneer of the farm league system. Okay. Like so, I think back in the twenties, he kind of was the guy who thought up the idea to to buy like buy into lower tier teams so that you as the professional team owner have first dibs Mm -hmm. on any like really good talent that you see coming out of those lower level teams yeah prior to that those lower level leagues just used to exist totally independently Mm -hmm. and i guess uh you know when a player was coming up through the ranks they would be um 
they would be, I guess, bid on, for lack of a better word, by all of the professional teams who wanted them to come play for their team. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, Dodgers, if you just buy this Montreal minor league team, then then those are all your players. Yeah, yeah. For better or worse. Maybe they all suck, but, like, when a great one rises up, like... Yeah. You know, Cleveland's not knocking on the door. Boston's not knocking on the door. Like, you're, they belong mm-hmm. to your team, so they're your player. Um, so he signs him to the Montreal Royals for the 19, or in 1945. Then he plays in the 1946 season, and he just tore it up. Like, mm-hmm. he was awesome. He led the team in batting average. He's an amazing fielder. Like, more than proved his worth. Not mm-hmm. that anyone doubted it, but I think it was just like, yeah. you know, easing it into the whole c- scenario. Uh, so, he he played so well, obviously, that Ricky, like, knew that he was ready to make the jump to, to the MLB. He's the right guy. He would help the team, like, most importantly. You mm-hmm. know, like, that's what this, you know. Right. That's what the sport's all about. Yes, is yes. Succeeding mm-hmm. in it and winning. Um and he he knew that Robinson was the right guy to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the very next year for the 1947 season, Jackie Robinson makes the jump to the major leagues. And he starts on opening day, 1947, uh, for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Cool. And that first year was, as you can imagine, particularly rough. Yeah. Um, in terms of him being black, him being the first black player in the MLB. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and just people accepting him, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, he would get booed, um, sometimes even at home games, like he'd get booed mostly <sighs> mm-hmm. on the road, but but yeah. at home games in Brooklyn as well. There were teammates that were upset yeah. about it, some threatened that's what I was to not play. Oh, that's, that's like the worst part to me, yeah. is the teammate. Like, Stand by your teammates. Yeah, you know? it, it was bad. First but, of all, don't be racist. But second of all, like, no, that's it. Just don't be racist. Yeah. Um, but when teammates, you know, at, at first were objecting to it, mm-hmm. uh, Branch Ricky, he like made it very clear, like, I'm going to trade you before yeah. I trade him. So like, wow, get that's used good. to it. Yes. Yeah. Um, As the people say nowadays, I I think that's the way to be a good ally. Right. Yeah, I couldn't find the names of the players who wanted to sit out. Who cares? I put them on blast if I could find them. But uh, (laughs) other teams obviously objected too, Mm -hmm. particularly for whatever reason, the Phillies and their manager. um, Probably just because Philadelphia is kind of butt. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, yeah, they weren't huge fans. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Great. But like I said, the Branch Ricky, Mm -hmm. he was totally behind him. The other, all the higher ups of the league were on Robinson's side, including the MLB president, the commissioner of baseball, of course, the coaches on the team, mm-hmm. and most notably the Dodgers captain, a uh, player named Pee Wee Reese, who cool. <laughs> of course was white. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he sounds pretty white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, he famously went and put his arm around Jackie Robinson on one particular day when he was getting, you know, really harassed <laughs> and and taking a lot of crap from people in the stands. Yeah. Uh, and that became kind of a famous moment. Wow. Uh, and remember, this was like Jim Crow era. Mm-hmm. 
so when they would travel, there were certain cities where he couldn't stay in the same hotel and eat at the same restaurants as his teammates. So, like, this is... This is so insane. Like, every time... I mean, obviously, we know this was happening, but every time I hear about it, and every time I really try and internalize how not recent... I mean, not long ago it was, it, like, blows my mind anew. It's crazy. Yeah, it's very bad. (laughs) Very sad part of our history. Here's the good news Mm. of that first year. He was awesome. Good. As a player. Good for him. Yeah. He didn't let all this get to him. No. Look at him go. Yeah, really. It is It is amazing to, to stop and think about like all that was going on, and he was still able to maintain his yeah. focus and just like play his best game, which he did. He led the league in stolen bases. He that won so Rookie cool. of the Year. Way to show them, right? Yeah. Ugh, that's amazing. That's yeah. really, really cool. I th- and I think winning Rookie of the Year, like, you know, as What does as that objective mean? A, like rookie what, of the year is just the the is the of all the teams. honor of all the teams wow. of of the best rookie. That's so cool. Um, and as object as objective as it is mm-hmm. in terms of like, you know, it's it's statistically based. Yeah, it's still not just like across the board the best. You know, I mean, like what I'm saying is, you can he he led the league in stolen bases, but someone hit better than him. Maybe yeah, a rookie yeah. had a better batting average than him. I doubt it. But you know what I mean? Like, it's still not a shoe-in. So I think it's really cool that they gave it to him, mm-hmm. a black guy, in that year. Yeah. Like, he obviously, the only he obviously black earned man, it. Right? Yeah. 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 He obviously earned it. But, like, I'm sure there were other rookies who were, who played very well, who, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, looking back, it's like you could easily see mm. uh, them giving it to another player who, you know, then you go and look and you're like, this guy wasn't anywhere near as good as him. Yeah, like, yeah. But they gave it to him, obviously, because he was white, you know, uh-huh. but like, it's cool that they didn't do that. Yeah. They, they gave it to the person who earned it. Yeah. Uh, two years later, 1949, he won the, the batting title in the league. Um, he hit 342. That was his season average, which is an incredible yeah. season average. Cool. Like, that doesn't... Yeah. Like, wow. no one hits 342. If really? They, if, like, that's a, an extremely rare, extremely incredibly well-played cool. season, if you even get close to that. Yeah. Uh, he was the league MVP. He's getting all the golds. Yeah. he He's like a true star mm-hmm. in the MLB. Um and not to gloss over it, but after that first year or two, things really did seem to be a lot more normalized. Mm. Um, more black players were entering the league, uh, four more, in fact, in uh, Robinson's first year. Oh, wow. Yeah, 1947. So he was the first one. He was there opening day, mm-hmm. which is, you know, late April or something okay. like that. Um, and then another black player made his debut in i think july and then another one at the end of july and then another you know wow. and eventually uh-huh. five people total including jackie robinson um, made their mlb debut that year and then a few more each year after mm-hmm. that until uh by 1951 i believe 1951 there were 20 black players in the mlb which is not a lot yeah but I believe after 1951, like it it really opened up after that to Mm -hmm. the to the point where you know ten years later, it's like every team had black players. It was you know a a lot more normal. So I think, I think the um, you know the initial shock that people took seeing a black player take the field um, wore off 
mm-hmm. o- over time, but especially over uh, seeing how well he played yeah. mm-hmm. and probably getting to know him as a person because, like, by all accounts, he's a very just affable guy. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't see a bad thing written about him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a really strong guy. Like, the, one of his quotes was like, uh, you know, I, forget, I don't, I can't quote it exactly, but like saying how many times he wanted to get up and and walk away mm-hmm. because of the abuse he was taking, but yeah. like he knew that he just had to to keep playing his game and, and get through it. Then that is a horrible reading of that <laughs> quote. I, honestly, I should have pulled it up, but but it was a very powerful yeah. quote where it's like, wow, yeah, he's a, he's just a solid guy. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's true, right? Like that's amazing. I I, I can. You couldn't blame anyone in his position for quitting, right? Like having yeah. all that abuse hurled at you constantly and just being reminded of how terrible people can be every day and yet, you know, keeping your your eyes on the prize essentially and focusing on why you're there and and he and you deserve to be there. You don't deserve to miss out on this opportunity because some people are jerks, right. you know. He's winning these titles. He's doing great. Um, and he went on to really have an illustrious career, not just a player to break the color barrier, but a legit great player in mm-hmm. MLB history. Yeah. Uh, by the time he ended his career in, I think, 1957? Yes. 1957, uh, his career average was 311, which is, again, yeah. fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, he led the Dodgers to the... NL championship, won the NL championship six times wow. with the Dodgers and won the World Series Wow! one time. That's amazing. Amazing. That's huge. Yes. He had a really an incredible career. It's so cool. Uh, until 1957 when he retired. Then 1962, mm-hmm. he became, obviously, the first uh, black player inducted into the Hall of Fame. Cool. And I don't know if it was like this back then, but I know it's like this now, at least in like football i want to say there's a five-year period after the end of your playing career before you can be inducted Mm -hmm. and to be inducted like right at that five-year mark is is like even an honor on top of an honor i don't know if it was the same back then but he did get inducted five years after his Mm -hmm. career ended so that sounds to me like they probably had that same rule where it has to be five years removed and then as soon as they could they were like he's coming in yeah yeah which is a huge honor and Mm -hmm. and honestly i take it that it was it was based um, as much on his playing career as it was him breaking that barrier. Yeah, I, it sounds like yeah, it, right? Like because no one... he had all of the stats to right, back up yeah. getting into the Hall of Fame the second that he was eligible. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, after that, he had a, a kind of, I don't want to say normal life, but, you know, he, he just kind of was his own dude like Mm -hmm. he he was really into you know social causes and he spoke on behalf of the n NAACP um I read that he had appeared a couple times with Martin Luther King Jr. oh wow yeah um but he has a very tragic story uh going through his life yes so he had a son Mm-hmm. A son who was born in 1946, uh, just a couple months before he he joined the MLB, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess his his son just like had issues growing up, like entered um, he, like he like he just had some behavioral issues, things like that. Um, fast forward, 
to him being an adult, he joins the army mm-hmm. like his dad did. Yeah. Goes to Vietnam. Oh. In Vietnam, like gets wounded. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his like close friends dies. Mm-hmm. He, like he develops. I don't know, for lack of a better term, like mental issues. Mm-hmm. Comes, well, I mean, PTSD is yes could be all encompassing of that. Kind for of sure, thing. but he was, you know, he he didn't have the best uh, best start to his right. life either in that department. Yes, you yeah. know, he didn't. Have he a went very through issues foundation. as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not family life like that was fine, but right. like he just you know always struggled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it came back to the U.S., became like addicted to drugs. Mm. Beat that, went to rehab for like two years, beat that, eventually became like they a, a counselor at that same rehab center, wow. like a like a regional director at that same rehab center. And then when he was 24 years old in 1971, he died in a car accident. Aww. Yeah. 1971, just like not even a year and a half before uh, Jackie Robinson, who in 1972 at home in Connecticut suffered a heart attack and wow. died at home. Oh, that's yeah. So sad. I know. So a really, really sad, uh, you know, story that kind of mm-hmm. lasted as long as anyone knew who Jackie Robinson was, yeah. you know, well, I mean, he was well known in college with his athletics, but I mean, even before he, he was in the MLB, he mm-hmm. had this little boy who, you know, showed some, yeah. had some issues growing up and then i mean went to vietnam like yeah while his dad is that's a yeah. hero back in the u.s famous you know mm-hmm. like it's just crazy it's really sad yeah and unfortunately i think that story of is especially with vietnam but going to war in general and coming back and and having you know just issues because yeah. based on what you experience that don't get addressed and then people can develop you know drug habits and things to to try and cope with what they're dealing with is not is not an unusual <sighs> story common, yeah sadly yeah that's and it's crazy to think about that like we're you know as we're talking about him being the first black player in the MLB and look at all he has to deal with like that's on top of a personal life that we don't even know about. Yeah, the same family has, problems that yeah, we all have right, in our lives. The same, right. I'm sure, marital ups and downs, problems yeah. with his kid, like just everything mm-hmm. that normal people have. He's just a human have. being. Yeah. yeah, all of the ups and downs that normal mm-hmm. people have. But but a lot more because he also has to like go out on the baseball field and deal with these crazy people yeah. all the time. It's I know it's really remarkable. Yeah, that's um, an incredible person. Yeah, so a very sad last year or two of his life, mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah. Um, until uh, he, like I said, passed away in 1972. How old was he? Fifty-three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's quite young. young. My goodness. Yeah. Um. So then, in, in 1984. Four, I believe, of course, after he has passed away, he mm-hmm. was awarded the um, Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the highest civilian honor that one can earn in the U.S. So uh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then another huge honor in 1997, the MLB um, decided to retire his jersey number 42 mm. from every team in the league that's so, really cool since i don't know if anyone was wearing it at the time because uh, that that's sometimes how it goes mm-hmm. uh where players will just stop wearing that number because of yeah, out of respect you know mm-hmm. you don't want to step into that number after somebody yeah like jackie robinson um 
so I'm not sure if anyone was wearing it at the time or had for a while, but since 19 or yeah, since 1997, no player ever again will wear number 42 in the yeah. whole league, which I, I think is really cool. I love when, when leagues do stuff like that and yeah, teams do stuff like that. Definitely. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, cool. That's, that's, you know, the end of Jackie Robinson's story as it goes. I've got some facts here Let's though if do you it. care to hear them of course i do okay so the last team to break the color line as it was called mm-hmm. was uh the boston red sox oh wow boston who would have thought right <laughs> weird though keep listening okay um so they 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 were the last team to have an african-american player mm-hmm. on their roster and that was in 1959 so 12 years after <laughs> robinson played for the dodgers mm-hmm. um this is really, really insane to me, and I'm just going to take it for for being true. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's partly true. <laughs> okay. Um, at least three African Americans played in the MLB prior to Jackie Robinson. What? Yeah. Like so. <laughs> what? So here's here's like where it gets a little mixed up. Uh-huh. Uh, Major League Baseball is really old. Okay. And it has like a um, it has a very cloudy past to me at least, like pre nineteen hundred, like because okay. it goes back to like the eighteen sixties or something like that. Yeah, that, that is old. Um, it, but it's like there's all these different leagues, and there's the National League, and there's the American League, which today. In the MLB, you have the National League and the American uh-huh. League, and that's just two divisions, the same way all sports have right. divisions and things like that. But those used to be like two entirely separate leagues. Okay. And then they started to come together and play a championship called the World Series. And I think uh-huh. they started that in like like right around 1900. I could be wrong. Um, but they were still called the major leagues, those two leagues separately. Mm-hmm. So it's it's – a lot different from baseball as you think of it today. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, however, in 1879, uh, a man named William Edward White played one game for the Providence Grays, which were a, I believe, a National League team. Okay. They were a Major League Baseball team. Then uh, in 1884, a man named Moses Fleetwood Walker, very cool name. Yeah. And his brother. Uh, although his brother played only a couple of games, uh, Weldy Walker, 1884, played for the Toledo Blue Stockings, which again were a major league baseball team. Okay. But again, you got to remember that calling something a major league baseball is team back then is the a little MLB. different than major league baseball yes. today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but either way, those three guys, at least those three guys, uh-huh. were African Americans who played major league baseball wow. prior to Jackie Robinson. That's However, cool. it was uh it was at the end of that season, the 1884 season when the Walker brothers played for Toledo. Mm-hmm. That is when the the color barrier was put into place. And from uh-huh. that point on, 1884 until Jackie Robinson, no. uh no black player played in the major leagues. Wow. So it was like a 61 year period or something like that where uh where that, you know, that that that's a big gap Huge, in between yeah. and a 61 year period of pure segregation right and even prior to that it's like these guys the one dude william edward white i read like he he like basically looked like a white guy uh the mm. other two like the one of them played for just a couple of games the other one played for one season so it's not like it's you know it, coupling that 
like that they played so few games with the fact mm-hmm. that it's like nowhere near the modern major leagues. Yeah. The fact that Jackie Robinson is the first black player like is still a hundred percent valid. Yes. You know? I, I don't think doesn't take away from that yeah. at all. But I was very surprised to read that. Yeah, and I think that's cool. We yeah. should. We I think that's really cool that you said told us those guys' names because they're you know important people to honor as well. I don't think it takes away from J- Jackie Robinson Definitely at all, not. but it also is good to recognize those guys because that. Must have been a wild experience as well for them. Yeah, to be in that position. Yeah. Uh, okay. So when you were um, shocked that Boston was the last team in mm-hmm. 1959, I told you keep listening because uh, we're switching sports here, going to hockey in the NHL. Hockey. Oh no! The first yeah. black player to play in the NHL. Uh-huh. Uh, and was I don't call him African American no. because I don't think he was American. I believe he's African Canadian. Oh. Um, uh huh. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure he's Canadian, uh, was Willie O'Ree, who uh, played for the Boston Bruins in 1958. So before the Boston Red Sox had a black player, the Boston Bruins had the first black player. Mm -hmm. So lest you think that they are the most racist city in America, um, they broke the color barrier in hockey in January 1958. And then three men, Charles Cooper, Nat Clifton, and Earl Lloyd... Mm-hmm. simultaneously broke the color barrier in the NBA in 1950. The NBA also had Basketball. no black players. Yes, prior to 1950. That's goofy. Okay. Who to watch? Yeah. <laughs> and then football, I, I looked up football, and that's a lot... Uh, that's a lot harder to really say who's the first, because like baseball, the NFL has like... Professional football has been around for a long time, mm-hmm. but the modern NFL era didn't start until, like, what, like the Super Bowl era. What do we have just now? Super yeah, Bowl 54 50 or something, something like yeah. that. So that's only going back to, mm-hmm. you know, the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. Um, but there was professional football. You know, the Chicago Bears were around way before the Super Bowl era. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. things like that where um, these teams and these leagues have been around for a long time. And it's like, okay, there was... Uh, you know, a black player on this team in 1922, and then a black player on this team in 1926, and then, and then after 1933, there weren't any for a couple of years. But then there were a handful on this team in the 40s. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like they never really had a complete yeah. block on black people playing. So That's good. It, it's hard to like kind of pick out the yeah. first because mm-hmm. it's not like they had decades right, of right. this league existing before the first one happened, yes, yeah. which is good, um, but also. That wasn't really totally integrated until I, I feel like maybe the forties or so. Yeah, that probably yeah. sounds about. Oh, right. I mean, even that—that's—that's that's early. Probably really integrated until like the sixties. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. It's crazy to think about nowadays, right? Like, again, not that long ago. It's it's just insane to yeah. think about it. the way we experience sports nowadays. It's like. It's just so stupid. Why would you do? Why would you ever do that in anything in life? But it's like, of course, everyone's invited. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no, I know it's crazy. It is crazy. That's a really great story. I'm I'm so happy I learned about Jackie Robinson because he really is a figure that, like I said, I feel like has just escaped my personal experience because I'm not that into sports, but. It's beyond sports, you know? It's more than sports when it's someone like that who's breaking down these barriers and having these experiences, and it's important to learn about. And and it's just cool to learn about someone like him
Kim, who who is such a such a cool, positive figure, something to look up to. Yeah, I know. I think this is a really cool story, yeah. and it's like, you know, we learned a lot of stuff that is totally separate from him being the first black player in the MLB. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, a lot of people kind of know that, and yeah. we didn't really break any new ground in that department, but we did learn a lot about his life before that, which is crazy, and yeah. his life after that, which is also sadly crazy, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is a, a good episode. Yeah, I loved it. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Mm. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinutexpertPodcast, that's 30MinutexpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.